We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. Every now and then, we end up being dragged down. We end up having those days as uh, Garfield, I think it was, that said, oh, it's Monday. We have those days where we just can't seem to stay strong. We can't seem to get out of our own way. The stress is getting to us. We are having a hard time seeing the forest for the trees or the trees for the forest. I forget which one it is. Um, All of those things that we're trying to deal with, it just comes and hits us like a barrel of bricks. And we don't know exactly what we're dealing with. And I know that if you're listening you probably have faced some of those days too. Because I think as entrepreneurs, we all have faced those days. There's things that happen one day that's really good. And the next day something happens and it's not as good. It's how we're going to deal with that to stay strong, to stay focused and everything else that makes the difference. So Daniel, Patricia, as I bring the two of you in, let me ask you, first of all, when you're dealing with these kinds of issues, how do you even realize sometimes when something isn't going your way? Because sometimes it may take us a little bit of time to even figure out, wait a second, we thought it was going okay. And somehow the train's off the rails. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. You start your day with a certain set of expectations. Uh, you hope that you'll be able to get things accomplished. You've got a number of things on your to-do list and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> or you might be in into a project uh, with someone, right? I think that's really where you're going, Jennifer. Uh, this project is going to play out over several months um, and you think everything's going fine on the project plan until all of a sudden midway through somebody says, Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention. (laughs) (laughs) Did this have anything to do with that? (laughs) You know, yes. Okay. That's going to put a six months behind schedule now. (laughs) And we only started only six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah. How do you discover when things are not going well? Uh, Yeah, it could come down to expectations. It could come down to your best laid plans, your to do list. Um, The famous saying, God laughs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. How does the rest of that quote go? I only know the first half. The best laid plans of mice and men. Um, Thank you, John Steinbeck. Yeah, yeah, there we go. 
Um, I, I suppose there are, are people out there who are listening to this podcast who will say, uh, you know, there's a, a time I go with my intuition or my gut. And I'm not going to say that's the wrong way to go about it either. You may get that kind of an impression earlier than you actually see things going wrong in a project. So Patricia, if you're seeing the train going off the rails and it's impacting your sense of optimism, it's impacting your sense of perseverance, not being in a position to continue, how do you start even addressing that so that it's not going to completely derail what you're trying to ultimately do? The first thing that I find that I have to do is acknowledge that this is happening and it's not the thing that I had wanted it to do. Acknowledge it. You mean denial um, ain't just a river in not, not Not denial. Yeah. Um, acknowledge that it's not going the way that you'd hoped it would go. And then you have to reframe. Okay, so... If I'm not over here where I thought I was, but instead I'm over here, that means I have to change my trajectory and probably the roads that I'm taking to get where it is that I want to go. So how do I do that? What what do I need to do to get this thing back on track? Although there is always the question, is this something that I need to get back on track or do I just ditch it? <laughs> you know, and, and that's always a good question. When do you decide enough is enough and cut your losses? At some point, you may just be throwing good money after bad, and it's, you know, beating a dead horse, whatever idiom we want to use here, <laughs> and it's time to cut your losses and just say, okay, I'm just walking away. And, you know, that ends up being up to you. Um, you have to take stock of where you're at, what you've put into it, what you think you're going to put have to put into it to get it where it needs to go, and is that cost whatever the cost may be, time, money, resources, whatever, is that cost going to be too much? Doesn't mean it's not a viable project, it's just not viable for you. So if you're realizing that you need to pivot, how do you stay positive? How do you stay focused ultimately? Because it's really easy to get that sense of failure when you've got that need to pivot and that's aside from if you do as i always say have seven strategies to meet every goal if you've got one strategy and it doesn't work quickly being in a position to pivot is going to be key in your business but are you a failure for not having that other strategy ultimately being there and i think we spoke about this um, before, but are we going to be in that position that we need to really say, you know, how do I stay positive? That's, I guess, where I'm trying to go. Daniel, Patricia, any thoughts there? I actually find that I am the most creative when I'm not positive. When something has gone off of the rails, it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. So then I go off and I blow my steam off wherever it is I have to do that, hopefully out of sight of people that, you know, 
I had I have one mentor who said, you go in your office and you close the door and you do what you have to do to get that out of your system, but you do not do it in public because you don't well, want people for you, you've got thinking you're crazy, property. right? Well, I do, but that doesn't mean it's private. <laughs> anyway, yes. you, 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 you work off the energy, you work through whatever anger you have. I find that frustration and anger can be very positive in helping me find a solution that's going to work for me. I can't change the other party. It's not my job to change them. What I can change is what I am doing. So that's that's the second the second step for me. Especially if I'm working with somebody else, which you always are. This isn't working. So why is it not working? What is the problem? Well, the problem is they're you know, whatever, right? Okay, so how would I fix that? Well, I could hire my own. I could go buy my own. I could build my own. I could, whatever it is. Maybe I don't have the resources to do that at this point, but I can put it on my bucket list. And knowing it's on my bucket list, that I can go in there and pull it out and do it is empowering because now I know that I'm not forever dependent on this other party for whatever resource it is. It was funny you mentioned before about the, you go and deal with whatever you need to deal with. I mean, at one point I had um, my boss and I, when we were working at a university and the department boss came in and said something stupid. And he was like, this is what we're gonna do. And we told him, no, you can't do that. And he said, I don't care. We had a little white flag. We literally stapled a tissue onto a pair of chopsticks. And the two of us would just wave the white flag at each other because we shared an office when he left. And we understood that to mean, all right, whatever, you know, the proverbial white flag, we're just surrendering. He's going to make us do it anyway. So let's deal with it. But how do we get around his legality issues because there were actually legality concerns on some of the things he was trying to do but daniel if we're trying to stay positive so we went out we went for a walk we cleared our uh four uh, feet around us whatever it is that we're looking at how do we bounce back now from everything else how do we get back into that mindset now that we've pivoted we've done everything how do we put ourselves back in that place so that we're not going to have the other things coming back to bite us sure yeah so this really speaks to uh, what i like to talk about in leadership as the the five levels of leadership and what patricia was talking about is that first level of leadership which is you have to be able to lead yourself so when things go wrong, you have to be able to grab yourself by the scruff of the neck, shake yourself around and say, okay, enough's enough. <laughs> it's time to stop acting like this and time to move on. And it's that self-leadership, that very first level, that's always the hardest. But once you work past that, now you need to step back into what would be a, at least probably a level three leader uh, where you're leading an organization, you're leading other people evaluate the situation and figure out how can I take 
the current situation and still make something of this. So this is where being an entrepreneur, this is what we do. This is what entrepreneurs do. We take a situation which is most likely not ideal and we figure out how to make something of it. So you pick yourself up by your bootstraps again and you figure out how can I turn this around? Uh, life just handed me a bunch of lemons. Can I go open a lemonade stand? Uh, life just dropped this uh, pig's ear in my lap. How can I turn it into a silk purse? Uh, you know, how many different <laughs> sorts of things can we say about that? Um, I, I wanted to share a story um, that, that I experienced. Uh, my wife's grandfather uh, built buildings in Southern Missouri uh, while he was alive and worked for one of the largest RV reclamation and uh, used RV auto dealers in the nation. And he said, this man is so intelligent and he will never allow himself a negative thought. And my wife's grandfather was just so enamored of this guy, uh, what he had built with his business. So um, grandpa was there. He was building another warehouse, uh, needed another huge garage to park all these RVs and accidentally backed the backhoe into, no, I'm not going to remember exactly what it was. It was like a, I can't remember if it was the gas pump or it was the, um, the unloading station or something for the RVs, uh, knocked it completely out of the ground. So he had to go to the owner, hat in hand. Hey, I'm really sorry I did this. I'll make it right. I'll take care of it. The owner stood there looking at the situation for a little bit and said, you know, I've actually been thinking I want to do something completely different in that area anyway. You just went ahead and you got started on it for me. Uh, so don't worry about it. And whatever the new idea was, he came up with it on the spot. And I, I apologize. I can't remember all the details, but he pivoted that fast and took something that could have been expensive. Uh, it, it could have been um time consuming to try to replace and repair. And he turned it around into something that was going to end up being better for his business anyway. So I'm going to say something that is a weird thing to say, but it's not about being positive. It's about being resourceful. Mm -hmm. And when you can be more resourceful, you're naturally more positive. I mean, you're still going to have, you know, emotions about certain things in areas where you're not resourceful, but I mean, and it's okay to have emotions. We have them. It's what it is. But yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's about being resourceful. It's not about being positive because <laughs> I can be positive till the cows come home and I can say, yes, I'm positive. It's going to rain and it's going to rain out this whole thing, whatever, right? It's going to rain the wedding out. <laughs> Is that negative or positive? It's about being realistic too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there's a certain limit to saying, well, yes, I believe that I'm going to be making $5 million this year. And I'm really positive that I'm going to be making $5 million this year. But if my bank account shows that I haven't done that, then what is it that's going to be there? But part of the other thing is also your mindset. Right? And this is one of the other things that we didn't touch on is what is your mindset? One of the problems, if you're talking about the $5 million is, are you thinking the dollars and cents mindset 
meaning how much money is this going to cost me? Or are you using the millionaire mindset and how much time is this going to take me to do this? Which is a very big difference in that regard. I mean, your resourcefulness, Patricia, that you were just talking about comes back to this very point too, right? I mean, I can say I can throw $10,000 at this to make this happen and do A, B, and C, whatever that outcome may be, right? Like if I needed to um, partner uh, by bill, right? With some software package as an example to do whatever it was that I needed, I can do that or I can, you know, how do I make all of that work for me so that it's going to make ultimate sense? Right. I mean, so everything is going to come back to that prism as well as we're dealing with it. But if we're looking at the positivity aspect, right, keeping a positive mindset, bouncing back, is there anything else that we need to think about as we go down this path? I mean, so let's go back to your $5 million example. $5 million could be a huge goal for somebody, or it could be a, oh my God, I'm only going to make $5 million this year. I'm going to have to declare bankruptcy. You know? <laughs> right. And we should have. But it, and so it depends it on what resources question. you have right. in place. Is it going to be realistic that you can do it? You know, it, and, and your why can be really critical as a resource. Because if you have a really good why reason for doing a thing, then you can you can you can push through so many limitations that you have to get to that. Absolutely. So my goal for revenue this year at the beginning of the year was three hundred thousand. I've not made <laughs> made a little teeny bit of that and we're what end of quarter three here but I still hold out that I can do at least a hundred now if I can do a hundred thousand dollars in this quarter my goal for next year is a million because if I can do what I know I can do in this quarter then I can I can I can leverage what I've done and and do even better next year because I'll have some pieces in place that will be just ready for growth, I think. Daniel, anything you want to add to that? No. <laughs> okay, that works. So as we wrap up our conversation, it really is going to come down to like Patricia, Daniel and I were talking about. What is it that you're really ultimately trying to achieve. What is your big picture? Where do you want to be? And as Patricia said, your why. If you know exactly what it is and where it is that you're trying to go, the why can make it that much easier to help you in the process. In other words, if your why is about giving back and helping our nation, be even better, helping our communities be stronger. Like my why, it is a lot easier 
for me to remain positive because I know that at each step of my goal or each step of the way in what I am doing, I am ultimately making a difference to helping our communities be stronger and our nation be stronger. For those of you that really know me, you know that ultimately my goal is to be president of the United States. And I haven't held that back. It is something that I'm very focused on. I know what I want to do and where I'm trying to go. And that is really what allows me to bounce back and to remain positive. Even when everything else seems to go um, off the rails, there's so much there that makes a difference. As Simon Sinek says, know your why, start with your why. You really have to be clear on that so that you can keep moving forward and knowing that that's how you're going to achieve your dreams. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters. And until next time, here's your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line that matters.